You're listening to a news story on the audio version of The Taiyi. Thanks for listening. The Taiyi is a nonprofit newsroom that is funded by our audience. So, if you appreciate this article and you'd like to help us do more, head on over to support.thetaiyi.ca and become a Taiyi builder. You choose the amount to give, and you can cancel any time. Surviving in Their Own Words By Francesca Fionda, June 16, 2023 Michelle Feist is rebuilding her life and community. It's been almost two years since Feist lost her home in the wildfire of 2021 that burned nearly all of Lytton, BC to the ground and made international headlines. After months of not knowing when, where, or if she would be able to start again, Feist decided to resettle 300 kilometers away in Williams Lake. Feist is one of many survivors who speak about being displaced after fires or floods in the Thai series Bracing for Disasters. We've woven details of their stories into our reports on how individuals, communities, and the province can be better prepared in an era of rising climate-related catastrophes. And one by one over the past weeks, we've also published their first-person accounts, now gathered here in one article. When photographer Philip McLaughlin and I arrived outside Feist's house on a cold January morning, she led us through her front gate and welcomed us inside for tea. Her dog, Finn eagerly circled, wagging his tail. As we walked through Feist's home, she revealed mementos from the village that had been recovered from the ashes. There was a small brass figurine high on her kitchen shelf and a porcelain statue with a whisper of heat exposure. Too often, the life-altering arc of enduring disaster survival gets lost in news articles or government reports. Survivors' perspectives might be confined to a few words elicited in a moment of shock or trauma. They become figurines placed in stories. Feist recalls that many journalists and politicians filtered through Lytton immediately after the fire and again at the one-year anniversary. The visitors seem to be in search of concise, symbolic quotes and pictures. When you are a symbol you're not actually a person, Feist said. You're something to be maneuvered and talked about, and the humanity of the experience is lost, she said. That's why we thought it was important for Feist and other survivors to speak directly to readers at length in their own words. Gathered here are personal, moving and insightful accounts, shared with you the reader as if you are sitting in the survivors' living rooms drinking tea. The Thai partnered with researchers and journalists at the Climate Disaster Project to create these narratives. The Climate Disaster Project is an initiative based at the University of Victoria that works with communities affected by climate change to help them tell their stories. Our team used a trauma-informed interviewing process that was developed in consultation with climate disaster survivors and trauma experts. The process starts with a journalist co-creating questions with a disaster survivor, recording an interview based on those questions and then writing a story directly from their conversations. Throughout the process, the climate disaster survivor has the opportunity to review and give approval of the final story. Survivors often experience profound loss and lack of control, said Sean Holman, director of the Climate Disaster Project and the Wayne Crooks, professor of environmental and climate journalism. When journalists bring questions on disaster survivors or don't provide a clear picture of how their story will be presented in the resulting article, it can create a second wound. What if we treated it as a collaboration instead of a confrontation? Holman explained. 
In the media, survivors often become representatives of that disaster, rather than knowledge bearers of how we can make an increasingly disaster-affected future not just bearable, but more equitable and resilient, Holman said. What our process does is help restore that lack of control by working with the survivor to create the questions for their interview, as well as involving them in the editing process and what shape their final as-told-to-story takes. So far, Holman and his team have created over 120 stories in collaboration with disaster survivors from around the world. Most of the profiles shared for this series were conducted by journalism students and recent graduates from First Nations University, the University of Victoria, Mount Royal University, and Toronto Metropolitan University. Supported by a generous grant from the Lieutenant Governor's BC Journalism Fellowship, photojournalists Philip McLaughlin, Jen Osborne and I traveled around the province to meet the storytellers and take portraits. Those we visited welcomed us into their homes, generously shared their stories, their hopes for the future, and ways to better weather the inevitable future storms. Here you can read each of their unique stories, in their own words. Maybe it's going to get more uncomfortable before it gets more comfortable, said Feist in her as told to. But, I think, ultimately, that we incline towards life. Thanks for stopping by the Taiyi today. Anytime you're in the mood to listen to important stories written well, we'll be here. And, if you'd like to keep independent media going strong, head over to the Taiyi.ca and click on the Support Us button to pitch in. Finally, big, big thank you to all of our Taiyi builders who made this story possible.